What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Boys Podcast, episode 17. Week three's in the books. We have a crap ton of 0-3 teams. Um, it's so bad that the hapless Jets don't even have the number one overall pick at the moment. Um, if you're a Jets fan, cut it off now. Yeah, because this ain't going to be pretty. Also, if you're a Falcons fan, cut it off now. Um, Carl's here, uh, hoping to have Delby here in just a little bit. Buddha was supposed to be, but Buddha pulled Buddha things, as Austin Kirtner likes to say. But, uh, we ain't gonna waste any time. We're gonna get into last Thursday's game, where the Miami Dolphins defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars, 31-13. Carl, take the Jags. The Jaguars, yet another Thursday night game that we absolutely crapped on. Maybe if we keep doing this, they'll actually continue to be good games. But I am not hopeful for tomorrow. That's not happening. No, not happening. Um, No, no, the half-list Jets. Okay, so going into last Thursday, Gardner Minshew looked looked good. 72% completion percentage on 42 pass attempts, 275 yards, did throw an interception. The... The real highlight for the Jaguars was James Robinson, undrafted rookie, coming in, getting all the touches after they released Leonard Fournette late into what would have been the preseason training camp. Uh, 46 yards and 11 carries, two touchdowns. Also led them in receiving with 83 yards on six catches. Uh, Gardner distributed the ball around very well to his pass catchers. He had five, six guys getting over three catches. And then on the defense, you had Josh Jones with eight total tackles. Josh Allen, not 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 that Josh Allen, the, the other Josh Allen. Yeah, the had, one that never should have fell to them in that draft because the Giants are a bunch of idiots. He's insane. And Miles Jack led them with 11 tackles. Ian, let's talk about the Ryan Fitzpatrick-led Miami Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick, much better this week than he was the previous week. He was historically good. Yeah, uh, 18 of 20, 162 touchdowns, 38 yards rushing, 7 carries, and a touchdown. For the Miami Dolphins fans' sake, Ryan Fitzpatrick needs to learn to get down, or you're going to be seeing two a lot earlier than you want to. Agreed. Um, Miles Gaskin, very popular waiver wire pickup this week. I have him in two. Uh, Just so you know, Carl, I never met to say and nobody else can figure out before all the waiver wire things went live last night between my three leagues i had 13 waiver transactions that's what we like to hear that does the coral numbers right there um anyway um so jonathan howard added the other rushing touchdown miles gaskin 22 carries 66 yards Devontae parker dolphin sled receiving five catches 69 yards mike gusecki who is turning into a very good fantasy option, backup if you need a tight end. And Preston Williams added the touchdowns. Miami got to Minshew four times and forced two turnovers, which ended up being the reason that they won the game. As we said, they won 31-13. As far as next week is concerned, the Dolphins are back home hosting the 3-0 Russell Wilson-led Seahawks, and the Jaguars travel to Cincinnati to take on the Joe Burrow-led Bengals. Alrighty. Carl, pick a game that's not the Eagles or the Cowboys. <laughs> Let's go to Cleveland. Cleveland uh, and the, the Washington football team. The football team, the football team rolling to Cleveland. 
uh, looking looking to gain some momentum back. But Ian, I'm gonna let you handle the football team. You know, honestly, it's bad because, like, the second time, you know, last week when I was trying to find the 49ers football team notes, I just did the same thing. Basically, I need, like, because the way the notes are did up, it's the away team first and Washington's been in the way, and I'm like, where are the Browns? Anyway, for the Washington football team, Dwayne Haskins was horrible. Bad. Uh, 21 to 37, 244, two touchdowns, three interceptions. And he fumbled twice. Yeah. Um, Antonio Gibson led the team on the ground with 48 yards and a touchdown on nine carries. Terry Scary McLaurin, 83 yards on four catches. Dontrell Edmond added both of Dwayne Haskins' passing touchdowns because we all had that in the office pool. Office pool. They fumbled four times as a team, losing two of them. Both were Haskins. And then, as I said, Haskins threw three really bad interceptions against a Cleveland secondary a Cleveland defense that doesn't get enough respect, if you're asking me. Um, you, had, you had Jonathan Allen out of nine tackles and a sack to lead them on the defensive side. There's really not much else to add. They were terrible. They were outplayed. Um, the fact that this game was only a 14-point swing is kind of amazing, considering how bad Dwayne Haskins played. I agree. The major takeaway for Washington is that they're going to lose Chase Young for at least a week. Yep, that hurts. But on the Cleveland side, you had Baker Mayfield having a very, very Baker Mayfield type game. 16 for 23, 156, two touchdowns. This backfield continues to be absolutely insane. With them combining for 35 carries for 154 yards, two touchdowns, both of them for Nick Chubb, who also went over 100 yards. Um, touchdown catch by Kareem Hunt and Harrison Bryant. Odell Beckham led the way with 59 receiving yards on four catches. And as for the defense, oh, here we go. Buckle up, everybody. Malcolm Smith with an interception. B.J. Goodson with an interception. Carl Joseph with an interception. Force fumbles by Kevin Johnson, Miles Garrett, and Terrence Mitchell. Um... Yeah, I felt like I didn't need to put all the names in here for all that stuff because I kind of fit because I because I I was gonna pass those on to you because you're staring at the actual box scores. I am staring dead at the box score, and the box score says the same thing the final score does. The football team is bad. Uh, yeah. Um, you mentioned it. Chubb got back to his ways. Kareem Hunt was Kareem Hunt. Uh, didn't really do anything special. OBJ continues to kind of come up. Uh, uh, first touchdown for Harrison Bryant. Yep, first career. Um, absolutely making that contract that they gave Austin Hooper look terrible. Yeah, Austin Hooper's been awful. Hmm, I wonder if a team down in Atlanta could use a tight end or anything. Yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe the team that he used to play for. Yeah. But um, as far as, as, go ahead. as for next week, we've got Washington, who's not going to get – okay, they're not going to win. They're playing oh. a really, really angry Baltimore team. Yep. After after Baltimore got absolutely spanked on national television. And then Cleveland goes to Dallas in a game that I don't think they're going to win either. Uh, no. Um, yeah, that Dallas-Cleveland game should be interesting, but we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get to Dallas. Um, you know, I'm just going to get it out of the way now. Hapless Jets. The ha- oh. I'm telling oh. y'all, I have... Two sentences 
for the Jets stats. I'm okay, I'm done. Now, let's back it up. I'll let you do the Colts, because if I do the Colts, it's not going to be fair. No. Um, as far let me just say this. The longer we get into the year, unless the Jets just get dropped 60 on, or they actually won a football game, or they're playing Carolina, Philly, or Dallas, which I don't think they're doing, we're just not going to talk about this team, because they are so no. damn bad. They're um, bad. Going on... To the Indianapolis Colts, Philip Rivers finally stopped turning the ball over, which isn't hard to do against the damn Jets. Seventeen to twenty-one. What happens? Seventeen to twenty-one, two seventeen, one touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, fifty-nine yards, thirteen carries, and a touchdown. Mo Ali Cox continues his strong season. Popular fantasy waiver wire pickup, by the way. Three catches. Three catches, fifty yards, and a touchdown. Colts picked off Sam Darnold three times, including two from burnt toast executive Xavier Rhodes. One of being Road a pick close. six. Um, and I quote text from Jordan on Sunday. You, of course, know you're bad. You know you're bad when you're letting Xavier Rhodes get in the end zone. Um, yes. And then Darius Leonard added 11 tackles. Uh, this game was a blowout from the absolute start. Jets never stood a chance. Carl's going to spend probably about 30 seconds going through the Jets, and then we're going to move on because the Jets are the hapless Jets and they suck. Thirty seconds, not even. Uh, Sam Darnold was bad. Three picks, as we said. Frank Gore still getting it done though. Almost four yards of carry at eight hundred thirty-seven years old. Um, <laughs> Braxton Berrios had another touchdown, popular on the waiver wires in the in the old fantasy football. And Bradley McDougal had ten tackles. That that's about all I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, uh, next week. Next week, we've got Indy going to Chicago and what could be a really good game. And then... This Thursday night, ridiculous. Thursday. Uh, It's going to be so bad. I'm so sad. And I'm still going to watch it like a moron. Oh, me too. And it's probably going to be like 48 to 7. Imagine us watching that game tomorrow in the same... (laughs) We'd be crapping Um, all over that thing. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to go to Jordan. Jordan, oh, no. Tennessee at Minnesota, and my God, if you thought things couldn't get worse for the Vikings, their defense gets worse. Uh, the Titans, they defeated the Vikings 31-30, to literally on the leg of Steven Gostowski as the man was 6-for-6. Six six. Also, when Ryan Tannehill throws for over 300 yards and Derrick Henry rushes for over 115, you're not going to lose much. Uh, yeah. I'll take I'll take the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he was a little better this week. Not much, though. 16-27, 251, three touchdowns, two picks. Got to stop turning the ball over. Hey, look what happens when you give Dalvin Cook the football. 22 carries, 181, one touchdown. But welcome to the league, Mr. Justin Jefferson. Right. Seven catches, 175 at a touchdown. Uh, Adam Thielen added another touchdown because that's pretty much all Kirk Cousins sees nowadays is number 19. Yeah. Um, Harrison Smith did uh, hitman things. Nine tackles, one t- tackle for loss, one pass deflection, one interception. And they were led in tackles by, guess who, Eric Kendricks. You mean the only healthy linebacker they have on their entire team? Yes. And on to the Titans of Nashville. Well, why can't they just be the Nashville Titans? Why are they the whole state? I know. It sounds so much better anyway. 
right. Ryan Tannehill, as Ian said, went over 300 yards or 321. Didn't have a touchdown pass. Didn't throw an interception, though. Uh, Derrick Henry, 26 carries. I'm pretty sure he's ran the ball 300 times in the first three games of the season. 119 yards, two touchdowns. Corey Davis had five catches for 69 yards. Johnny Smith, five catches for 61. And if you had Khalif Raymond going over 100 yards in your office pool, you're a lot smarter than I am. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Jayon Brown led them in tackles with eight. You got a forced fumble and an interception for, from Jonathan Joseph. And overall, it was a... It was a good game. Uh, the Vikings are not good. They're just not good. No. Um, th- I think there's some changes coming. I think there is too. And the thing is, is that the Titans are still their Titans are three and zero. Yeah, the Titans are hosting the Steelers this upcoming week. Maybe. Maybe. Um, they're probably going to play Monday or Tuesday due to the Titans' COVID outbreak. Minnesota did not have any positive tests due to this game, which is what you like to see. The Vikings are in Houston facing another 0-3 team next week in what might be the second worst game of the week as they face the Houston Texans. I would say somebody's got to win, but they don't. Nope, you can tie <laughs> and be like the other game we're going to talk, hopefully talk about. Uh, yeah, we're just kind of going through them right now. I'm going to scroll down. Where are we at? Chicago, Atlanta. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, I'm gonna, oh Atlanta. I'm going to take the Falcons because I'm about to rip them a new one. Okay, I'm going to. I'm just going to do Chicago then. Uh, big The big game, or the big game. Oh. The big note game. Bears did defeat the Falcons 30-26. Okay. They did. 30-26, Chicago. Also 3-0, which is kind of crazy like the worst 3 and 0 team by far right. the big note for this game Mitch Trubisky got benched for Nick Foles uh, yep took three weeks that was probably about as long as I thought it was gonna take agreed uh Nick Foles came in in relief three touchdowns and an interception on 188 yards the thing is Mitch Trubisky wasn't even playing that bad no it's just they were just like eh let's just try something new uh, he had a touchdown and an interception on 128 yards. David Montgomery, 45 yards on 14 attempts. Tariq Cohen tore his ACL in this game, done for the year. And they've tried out four running backs in the last day or so to try to fill that gap. Yep. Big highlight for the day, 10 catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown for Allen Robinson. Jimmy Graham resurrected his career with two touchdown passes. And Anthony Miller who got blanked in week two, came back firing with a touchdown of his own. And on the defense, Eddie Jackson had seven tackles. Akeem Hicks had one and a half sacks. That's two sacks if you're listening to this podcast. And Khalil Mack had one sack to go with Tayshawn Gibson's interception and Roquan Smith's forced fumble. All right, Ian. Okay, I'm going to start this off by saying that the Falcons need to hand Dan Quinn the pink slip and kick his ass out the door. About a year ago. Yeah, it really needs to happen now because you've blown. You should be 2-1 and one right now. Um, Matt Ryan, eh, not very good. 19-38 to 30, 
238, one touchdown, one pick. Todd Gurley had a little bit of a better game, 14 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Brian Hill also had a touchdown. They did not have Julio Jones, which didn't help matters, but Calvin Ridley did Calvin Ridley things for this year. Five catches, 100 yards. Matt Ryan's lone touchdown pass went to Hayden Hurst. All right, let me see if I can get these names right. Belidi Bre Wilson and Darquise Denard were the guys that intercepted Trubisky and Foles. Blade Red Wilson, however you say that name. I'm pretty sure it's, it might be, let's just call him Ray Wilson because that's the one we can pronounce. Yeah, we're going to call him Ray Wilson. Uh, uh, They were led by Isaiah Oliver. Again, we've talked about this. Why? Corners and safety should not be leading you in tackles. The reason that's happening so much this season is because Everybody's throwing the ball 60 times a game. Yep. Looking at you, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, Yeah. uh, They were led in tackles by Michael Walker with eight. Next up, Isaiah Oliver. Falcons did have seven tackles for loss, which is what you'd like to see. Um, But, uh, no, Dan Quinn needs to go because the Falcons are supposed to be a playoff team, and right now they are behind my Carolina Panthers, who are not supposed to be a playoff team. Um, oh, and not mentioning the fact that they've blown two 16-point leads in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. The Bears, as we talked about, are at home facing the Colts, and the Falcons are in Lambeau facing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. 0-4, here we come! 0-4. Speaking of Green Bay... Hmm. Let me see. What? I'm looking at what I want to talk about next. Do we got to spend any time talking about the Giants either? Unfortunately, yes. Oh, God. All right, let's, let's just, go ahead and do that. Let's get them then. out of the way, too. The San Francisco 49ers defeat the New York Giants 36-9 to with a bunch of peewee players. They had janitors playing at at least three positions. And they won 36-9. to I just simply the don't understand. The bad thing is, the bad thing is, as bad as the Giants are, they have five sentences. While the Jets only had like a sentence and a half. I'll take oh, the Giants. Uh, ring Daniel Jones, seventeen of thirty-two, one seventy-nine, one interception. Awful. Uh, he had they had sixty-six yards rushing as a team. This is what happens when they don't have Saquon Barkley. They don't run the football. Uh-huh. And Daniel Jones had forty-nine of their sixty-six. That's that's not what you want to see. On five carries. Uh, <clears throat> then you got Darius Slayton, 53 yards on three catches. Receiving, bad. Brushing, bad. Everything offensively, bad. They lost two fumbles, fumbled four times. James Bradbury and Logan Ryan, which is becoming a very underrated cornerback duo. James Bradbury, who we should have paid. Three pass deflections. Logan Ryan had two. Julian Love had an 11 tackles. Here we go again. And Blake Martinez had a sack and a tackle for loss. Carl hit with the San Francisco. Oh, Lord, who's playing now? <laughs> uh, Nick Mullins is playing now, and he's playing really well. Oh, oh yeah, Nick Mullins carved the Giants alive. That's all you need to know, guys. It's Nick Mullins looking like Tom Brady. 25 for 36, 343 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they split carries between Jarek McKinnon and Jeff Wilson Jr. Both of them got a touchdown on the ground. Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. Correct. If y'all could get the confusion on my face when I said that, because I completely forgot and just pulled that out of thin air. Uh, five catches for 70 yards. Jeff Wilson Jr. also called a touchdown out of the backfield. Uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about for this game. It was just 
absolutely a blowout. Uh, Fred Warner had seven tackles and an interception. Second best middle linebacker in the league behind Bobby Wagner, personal opinion. Um, yeah, Dante Johnson with a forced fumble. Marcel Harris with two. And then Tarverius Moore also with a forced fumble. Um, let's see. Next week, you've got San Francisco playing on Sunday Night Football as Philadelphia comes to town. Oh, boy. And the Giants. The Oh, boy. Rams. The Rams in L.A. So, we have hapless, as in the Jets. We have the three-fourths hapless New York Giants. Can we just call them the hopeless Giants? There we go. Hapless Jets, hopeless Giants, and the and the and the semi hapless Atlanta Falcons. I don't understand. <laughs> Let's go to. We talked about Houston being zero three earlier, but they were in this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Steelers. They very were in this game. Steelers win twenty eight to twenty one. Um, but as good as Houston did play, the defense for Pittsburgh is too much. Uh, I'll take the Texans since outside of your division. Uh, 19-27 for Watson, 264, two touchdowns, one pick. Um, Houston has no rushing game. It's not existent. No. There's nothing there. 15 carries for 29 yards. That's... Well, I mean, it's also the same defense that held Saquon Barkley to .25 yards a carry the first week of the season. Oh, no. so. uh, 13 carries, 23 yards, and a touchdown for David Johnson. That trade is still awful. Mm-hmm. Um, they were led by Will... Sorry, Randall Cobb. 95 yards, four catches, and a TD. Then Will Fuller, 54 yards, and a touchdown on four receptions. They were led by... Bernardrick McKinney, 11 yep. tackles, and Zach Cunningham, imagine that, with 10. Uh, there's not really much to talk about for Houston. They were in this game, yes, but the defense for Pittsburgh, did Pittsburgh Steelers steal curtain defense things? Yep. And Pittsburgh ended up picking up the win, and Carl will go through the Steelers. Yep. Pittsburgh got the win 28-21. Ben Roethlisberger, 23 out of 36, two touchdowns on 237 yards. James Conner. 18 carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown. He's looked really good this season so far, which is really good to see. Um, you had Eric Ebron, James Washington, Juju, and James Conner, all with over four catches. Eric Ebron led the way with 52 yards and a touchdown. Juju caught Big Ben's other touchdown. And leading the defense, you had Mike Hilton. With seven tackles and an interception, you also got a sack from Stefan Tuitt, Vince Williams, and T.J. Watt. And Bud Dupree got two because we're not calling that one and a half. This is also the matchup of the Watt brothers. T.J. Watt won. Oh, yeah. And that's not even J.J.'s fault. No, Derek won. We all know Derek's the best Watt. Oh, totally. 100%. The fullback. The fullback. Um, as for next week... Pittsburgh goes to Tennessee. Maybe. Maybe. And Houston plays the Minnesota Vikings. Somebody's got to win unless they're going to tie. And if they tie, Jordan's gonna I might. 
Jordan's gonna lose it if they tie. Jordan's fine. All right, Ian, you want to talk about your favorite quarterback that doesn't play for your team anymore? You know what's funny is the fact that I literally clicked on that hyperlink to go to this game. It's like I know. Las Vegas Raiders, their undefeated hopes are bye-bye. As Which, yeah. like, that was never going to happen anyway, being in the same division with Patrick right. Mahomes. But uh, Patriots, 36-20 over the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the Raiders were competitive for most of this part, but they pretty much fell out of steam late and... Uh, it's just, I don't know why Rex Burkhead decided to play like Christian McCaffrey this game, but I'll just go over New England. Uh, Cam wasn't the greatest today, or no. this week. Uh, 17 and 28, 162, one touchdown, one pick, 27 yards rushing on nine carries. Um, just say no. The Raiders are very good against the run. Yes. Patriots' damage was done on the ground for the most part. Um, they're good against the run on quarterbacks. I just kind of risked myself with these stats. But, hey, it happens. Stats are stats around here, boys. Stats are stats. Um, 250 yards and two touchdowns as a team. Sony Michelle, breakout game for the man. 117 on nine carries. Rex Burkhead, six carries, 49 yards, two touchdowns, seven catches, 49 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Um, what? Lawrence Guy, Dietrich Weiss, and J.C. Jackson recovered Las Vegas' fumbles, uh, while Shalit Calhoun forced two of them along with Chase Winovich. Too many putting the balls on the ground, Vegas. Yes. Speaking of. And this, and this uh, is a game where Derek Carr played very well. Against Derek Carr played good very defense. well this season. In general. He 24 for 32, 261 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs who sat out practice at least one day last week, just I think it was for some maintenance concerns. Uh, 16 attempts for 71 yards. Um, Hunter Renfro led them in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Foster Moreau also caught the other touchdown. Hunter Renfro went for six catches for 84 yards. And defensively, you have Nicholas Morrow with eight tackles. Got your interception from Jonathan Abram. And Cleveland Fertile with four tackles, as well as LaMarcus Joyner with six. Next week, Raiders are hosting the Bills, and the Patriots are in Kansas City taking on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Oh, yikes. Uh, Just scrolling down now. Rams and the Bills. Speaking of the Buffalo Bills. Game of the week. Bills almost blew a 28-3 to lead. Yeah. Yeah. They um, sure did. If it wasn't for Josh Allen doing what Josh Allen has done this year, Jared Goff is making a dark horse run at MVP. Um, yeah. I'll talk about the Rams just because I thought they were, even though they lost this game, I thought they were more impressive showing the grit to come back from 28-3 down because not everybody can do that unless your name is the Atlanta Falcons. Um, 23 of 32 to 321, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, we have a new RB1 in Los Angeles for the Rams, and it is Daryl Henderson, and it's not even close. No. Um, 20 carries, 114, one touchdown. Jared Goff also rushed for a touchdown. 
Uh, the leading receivers for the Rams, you, you, really, you really expect any other answers but Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. N- nine catches, 107, one TD for Cooper Cup. Robert Woods, five catches, 74 yards, and a TD. Um, they did. They had their fellow issues three times on offense, losing one Aaron Donald. Mm, my God. <coughs> <laughs> what can I even say anymore, man? Just a thing that six, happens. Six tackles, two sack, and one forced fumble. And that play on... Dawson, where he literally threw him aside, took Josh Allen, almost broke his arm off, and recovered yeah. his own strip sack. Like, he's the best player in football, in my opinion. I agree, 100%. But speaking of the man who he, whose arm he almost ripped off, Josh Allen, 24 for 35, 311 yards, four touchdowns through the air, also added one on the ground. That's five touchdowns total. He did have an interception in this game. Devin Singletary led the way out of the backfield with 71 yards. Stephon Diggs, four catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Also got touchdowns from Tyler Croft and Lee Smith. And Cole Beasley led the way with six catches for 100 yards. That's what we all had in the office pool. Jordan Poyer put on a tackling clinic. 14. 14 of them. A.J. Epinesa got a sack. Matt Milano got a sack. And an interception from Levi Wallace. Taron Johnson As- also had 11 tackles and two tackles for loss. Yeah. As you said, the the Bills were up big. And I'm more impressed by the Rams, as you said, by their, uh, their determination to come back, even though yeah. um, they couldn't quite stop Josh Allen at the end of the game. Well, nobody's been able to stop Josh Allen this year, so not, not really yeah. a problem. Uh, the Rams are... At home hosting the Giants and an automatic W, and the Bills are taking on the Raiders. Uh, speaking of safeties, uh, talk about Jalen Johnson has been a diamond in the rough find for the Chicago Bears. Oh, absolutely. He's one of the best graded safeties in football this year as a rookie, and he has been absolutely sensational for them. And he wasn't even supposed to play safety. No, they just put him out there. So, uh, yeah, that was the Rams and the Bills. What about them Carolina Panthers, Ian? Uh, I'm going to let you take the Chargers because I'm about to ring in on our offense. All we, right. Carolina won this game 21-16, but there were way too many issues. This game shouldn't have even been close. No. Uh, I'm going to go off on the red zone issues, and there might be some there might be some language. So fewer discretion might be advised here. Uh, I'll let Carl take the uh, L.A. Chargers. Yes, the LA Chargers lost this game 21 to 16 in their home field. Uh Justin Herbert didn't look bad. Made some rookie mistakes, but 35 out of 49, 330 yards, a touchdown and an interception, got picked off by Dante Jackson. Austin Eckler led the way on the ground with 12 attempts for 59 yards and a touchdown. Keenan Allen had 13 catches, 132 yards, and a score. Austin Eckler also added 11 catches and 84 yards out of the backfield. On defense, you got Kaiser White with 11 tackles. Nasir Adderley with eight. Joey Bosa got a sack. And Rayshon Jenkins got a sack. Um, Justin Herbert, once again, didn't look bad. He's just got some growing to do with his decision-making. All right, Ian. Go for it. Oh, boy. I'll go through the stats, and then I'll go off. 
Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 22-28, 235, one touchdown. As long as Teddy doesn't turn the ball over, we have a chance to win every game. Agreed. Uh, our backup, Mike Davis, came in, had himself a pretty solid game, and I don't want to hear anybody talk about the Christian McCaffrey system things because that will just piss me off. Thir- 13 carries for 46 yards, eight catches for 45 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> um, what a system guy. Did it- Shut the hell up. <laughs> DJ Moore, two catches, 65 yards. They got to get him going. But it's clear as day to me who Teddy Bridgewater's favorite target is, and it's Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Five catches, 55 yards. Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns on the defensive side both had forced fumbles. Dante Jackson almost had a pick six, and he ran straight into Justin Herbert. I was mad at him for that. Um, Shaq had 13 tackles. Yeah. But uh, there's this guy, where's number 21 for us? Name is Jeremy Chin. Yeah, uh, this dude good as hell. He had 12 tackles on a tackle for loss. He's literally everywhere. But what about Brian Burns? Brian Burns, everywhere. Three tackles, one sack, one forced fumble. Um, His matchup was right tackle Brian, B- Brian Bulaga, who is a all-pro potential future Hall of Famer, and Burns was getting around him every play. Justin Herbert was running around from Brian Burns every single play. All right. Joey Sly had a great tackle on the kickoff, by the way. He was 5-for-5 from field goal range. You want to know why he was 5-for-5? Because this team's incompetence of getting into the end zone from the red zone. They had five red zone possessions with... Four field goals and one touchdown. <laughs> Fucking awful. Well, there goes that. <laughs> told you it was coming. Um, it, I mean, yeah, I don't. Being being an outside source, y'all just don't have that dominant force in the red zone that's going to go up and get the ball. Well, no, what what irritated me is on Dante Jackson's pick six. Sorry, his almost pick six. Should have been a pick six. Should have been. But eight yard line, eight seconds left. You'd think, hey, we're going to take a shot to the end zone. No, they throw yeah. it five yards below the sticks. Like, idiots. I love Joe Brady, and he's got a really good offensive mind, but he calls some really stupid stuff sometimes. Yeah, um, Carolina should have won this game by 20 points. They were by far and away the better team. And thank God for Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen not having communication because if Austin Eckler had got that ball on a clean pitch, this game would have been 23-21. But anyway, next week the Chargers are in Tampa facing Tom Brady and the Bucks, and Carolina's back home hosting DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, and the Arizona Cardinals. And what a segue that is into the – Bucks and Broncos. Yeah, the, this the, game was over from the legit start. The poor Broncos. They're so injury-bitten. I saw something the other day. They have a total of like over $50 million worth of injuries currently, which is $20 million more than anybody else in the entire league. That is... Um, I'll take, I'll take the Broncos, Ian. Um... Jeff Driscoll, starting for Drew Locke, went 
17 for 30 for 176 yards, one touchdown, and an interception. Brett Rippon, who was named the starter for Thursday Night Football oh, this week. Oh, boy. Brett, was, let it ripping, buddy. Let it ripping. Just not to cut into our game recap, but the MLB has just announced fans will be in seats for the for the NLCS and the World Series in Arlington. Um, huh. My election's coming up. COVID's going to disappear. Approximately 11,000 tickets will be available for each game, with 10,000 fans spread throughout the ballpark and 950 in suites for the NLCS and the World Series. I'm assuming the ALCS will be the same thing. So, yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brett Rippon, 8 for 9 for 53 yards and interception. As I said, named the starter for Thursday Night Football against the hapless New York Jets. Um, they have no rushing offense whatsoever. Not even worth going over the numbers for. Melvin Gordon had eight attempts for 26 yards. Uh, the lone touchdown from Jeff Driscoll went to Tim Patrick. And Jerry Judy led them through the air with five catches for 55 yards. On defense, they were led by Justin Simmons with eight tackles. Shelby Harris also contributed two sacks. The Broncos aren't a bad team. They're just going to look like a bad team on paper because they're not going to be able to win games. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady finally looking like Tom Brady. 25 of 38, 297, three scores. They rushed for 68 yards as a team. Scooty Miller, as I like to call him. Name is Scooty. Miller, but I call him Scooty. Three catches, 83 yards. Chris Godwin caught a touchdown. He's going to be out for a little bit, while Mike Evans had the greatest stat line of all time. Two catches, two yards, two scores. <laughs> had the best stat line ever. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul forced a fumble. Levante David and Mike Edwards got interceptions off of Driscoll. Shalil. Uh, Shalil. Shaquille. <laughs> Shalil. Shaquille Barrett. Oh, man. Six tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss. Um, next week... We're just making up people now. And next week, the Bucks are hosting the Chargers, and we then the worst game of the year is coming up this third, tomorrow night, Denver and the New York Jets. I keep forgetting that we're doing these on Wednesday, and we can say tomorrow. Like yeah. I, feel, I feel like it's still Tuesday. Honestly, though, you know what I noticed? <clears throat> I'm talking about the Eagles last night. I was like, they are so lucky there's not fans and seats up there. Oh, my Lord. They would have done fire Doug Peterson. Done right at Carson Wentz out of town. <laughs> it would have been so bad. Oh, my Lord. Uh, what on. we got left in Detroit and Arizona? Let's see. Outside of Delby and Buddha's games, uh, Detroit, Arizona, Green Bay, New Orleans, Kansas City, Baltimore. All right, let's jump to Detroit, Arizona. Lions in their 11-game losing streak. There you go, Adam. Oh, the, there you go, Steph. <laughs> Um, oh, I realized that. 26-23 defeat of the Arizona Cardinals. The, uh, the Lions got Kenny Galladay back, and it did help out Matthew Stafford. Uh, everyone that owns Kenny Galladay in fantasy just did a massive yeet. Um, I have no receivers. Except for the team. No, in Christ Above, in TJ Maxx Fantasy, you got the best receiving lineup in the freaking league. In the world. Um good. The Lions can definitely build off. Their defense played exceptionally well in this game. They um, Lion stats. Matthew Stafford, 22-31, 272 scores. Uh, 
What I'm still not understanding is the fact that the Lions have Kerry Johnson and DeAndre Swift, two young, insanely potential backs, and Adrian Peterson is getting most of the carries. 22 carries for 75 yards. I legit don't understand, but this is a Matt Patricia coach team, and then it's the Lions front office, so, you know, it makes sense. Uh, Kenny Galladay, six catches, 57 yards, and a T-tutty. And... And, and Jesse James added the other touchdown. Forgot that man was still even in the league. Oh, and the thing that nobody has to, uh, that I didn't even notice is that they moved Jamal Agnew from corner to receiver. Really? Yes. All right, Detroit. Uh, Lions were able to pick off Kyler Murray three times. Deron Harmon, Jamie Collins, and Jeff Okuda, who had himself a game. Uh, Tracy Walker had 11 tackles. Okuda, six tackles, two TFLs, one pass deflection, his first NFL interception on a beautiful diving play. was off the walls insane. People said, oh, he's not worth the pick. C.J. Henderson's been better, which they're not wrong in the second part. But Jeff Okuda was number three overall for a reason, guys. No, but the thing in the whole draft process is that everybody wanted Jeff Okuda or everybody was talking as if Jeff Okuda was that much better than C.J. Henderson anyway, when he really wasn't. No. Like, the only reason Okuda got more yards is because he played for Ohio State and C.J. Henderson played for Florida. Um, speaking of Florida, they don't put very many corners in the league that are very good, so it's no. pretty good to see Henderson doing well. Um, yeah, Carl will take the uh, Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals. Kyler Murray, 23 for 35, two touchdowns on 275 yards and three interceptions. Not a good game. Not not a great game from, from Kyler Murray. Kenyon Drake, 18 rushes, 73 yards. They got their touchdown on the ground from Kyler Murray, who had 29 rushing yards. Hey, hey Ian, do you think Houston needs a number one receiver? Nah. Nah. Well, DeAndre Hopkins, 10 catches, 137 yards on the third consecutive game where he's had over 12 targets. Yeah. Um, Andy Isabella, speed demon. Four receptions, 400, or 400 yards. Woo! 47 yards, two touchdowns. Um, That's about it through the air. They had a lot of Hopkins, Isabella with two scores. And on defense, got Buda Baker. Who is going to be out for the foreseeable future? For the foreseeable future, had eight tackles. Um, they got sacks from Devin Kennard, Jordan Phillips, and Hassan Reddick, and one from Corey Peters. The Lions are back at home hosting the Saints, who are desperately needing for a win. Tampa's Bay is really threatening to pull away from this division. Um, and the Cardinals are in Charlotte hosting... Wait, I, wow. The Cardinals are in Charlotte facing the Panthers. The Cardinals are in Charlotte hosting the Panthers. <laughs> totally. Because that's, oh that's how it works around here. Oh my gosh. Alrighty, to Dallas, Seattle. Sorry, Buddha, you took too long. Um, Russell Wilson's going to win the MVP. By a landslide, and I know what Buddha would be saying if he was here. I understand. But Seattle defeated Dallas Cowboys 38-31 in my game of the week. Uh, It was a duel between Dak and Russell Wilson. Uh, Dallas needs secondary help, and they need it badly. What would you say? I said the Cowboys need secondary help. 
Oh, yes, and very much so. Um, um, since Earl Thomas didn't sign in Houston, Jerry Jones needs to swipe up that man. Because um, they're getting burnt. I Like I, I told Buddha, like, yeah, Dak can throw for 400 yards every game as long as he wants. As long as they don't win games, he won't be considered for MVP or even in the discussion. Agreed. Uh, I'll go over to Dallas. You'll take Seattle. Uh, for the I, Cowboys, Dak Prescott, 31 of 57. We'll get into that in just a second. 472 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. PSA, no quarterback in the National Football League should be throwing 57 passes. No. More importantly, you shouldn't be paying someone $13.5 million to only give them the ball 14 times. And I don't want to hear that it's all a game scheme, they're behind, blah, blah, blah. If y'all believe Zeke is a weapon, give him the ball. I don't even have Zeke's stats on here because he didn't do anything. Um, I got you. 14 carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown. Got the touchdown really early, too. Yeah, so he didn't do anything. Seattle does have a hell of a good run defense. Yes, they do. Cowboys, three-man front at receiver. Not in this game, four-man front. Uh They were led by Michael Gallup. Six catches, 138-1 score. Cedric Wilson, five catches, 107, two touchdowns, because office pool. Um, Amari, Amari Cooper, nine catches, 86 yards, and CeeDee Lamb, 65 yards on five carries. Trevon Diggs is literally the only guy in the Dallas secondary that even remotely gives a damn. Um, he, Same touchdown. Yeah, because, freak, oh my God, DK's an idiot. Um, he also added nine tackles. Alden Smith is the leading candidate for most improved and defensive player of the year right now. Um Added four tackles, three sacks, one pass deflection, and two forced fumbles. Is that what that is? No, two tackles for loss. Yeah. It said yes. FL. I guess it, TFL didn't go in. Uh, yeah, Alden Smith's been one of the best players in the league on the, on the defensive side of the ball this year. Uh, he hasn't played in five years, and this is ridiculously how good he's playing. Um, but as I said, Dak can have these 450 and 472-yard games and throw for as many touchdowns as he wants. If the Dallas Cowboys do not have a positive record or they're not in the playoffs, it does not matter what they're going to do because right now he's not in front of Josh Allen. He's not in front no. of Russell Wilson. I don't even think he's in front of Patrick Mahomes at this point in time. Yeah, and, I mean, it is what it is. I like Dak. I always have. Um there's no debate between the Dak and Carson Wentz situation this year. No. Um, but Sorry, Doug. Uh, I'm kind of feeling he'd agree with you. Uh, I'm going to let Carl take the Seattle Seahawks because I don't see anybody stopping this team. It's the Seattle Russell Wilsons. No no more Seahawks. Just <laughs> the Russell. I mean, that's fair. 27 for 40, 315 yards, five touchdowns. For the second consecutive game. That the man has 14 touchdown passes in three weeks. Uh, Chris Carson led the way on the ground with 14 rushes for 64 yards. Out for two to three weeks, I believe I saw. Something like that. On a Bush League, not unnecessary. Yep. Yeah, was yep. not, that was ridiculous. So this backfield moving forward is probably going to be a lot of Carlos Hyde, who chipped in with 12 rushing yards. Um, Tyler Lockett, nine catches, 100 in yards, human. and three scored. And human. Yeah, uh, got Greg Olson, 61 yards on five catches, and then DK Metcalf, four catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown should be 
four catches, 111 yards, and two touchdowns, but he's decided to hot dog it into the end zone and fumble the ball. Cost a lot of people a lot of money in fantasy football. Yep. And as for the defense, you've got Shaquille Griffin. Oh, boy. Cornerback, 11 tackles. And I guess that's what happens when the opposing quarterback throws for 700 yards. Um, Shaquille Griffin also had an interception, got an interception from Ryan Neal, a forced fumble from Jerron Reed, and Bobby Wagner had nine tackles as well. Got sacks from Jerron Reed and Alton Robinson. Next week, you also didn't hear Jamal Adams' name that much. No, they, uh, they kind of schemed away from him. Which is a smart idea. Uh, the Cowboys are hosting the Browns and are in Miami facing the Dolphins because I forgot to put the Seahawks. <laughs> the Seahawks are in Miami facing the Dolphins. Now, it's literally a good thing that the people that listen to these can't see the notes that we take. Uh, they don't want to see those. I they promise. Don't. Uh, I promise. Y'all don't want to see this. But I will tell you one thing. It's going to be a matter of time where you're going to get some actual video from us on this podcast here in the next couple months. Yep. Uh, on to the Green Bay and New Orleans. I'm literally going to wait the last minute to do the Eagles unless he texts me. Um, That's, um, do we want to talk about how the Packers are leading maybe one of the best offenses I've ever seen? Yeah. Right now? See, this is what happens when the front office pisses off Aaron Rodgers and he takes it out on everybody else. Uh, can I try you to do the same stats? Yeah, you can. Okay. Okay, I'll take the Packers then. I was going to say, you're going to go a little wild on me because, <laughs> because you know, Saints. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 21 for 32, 283 yards, three touchdowns. A very good game. Played. It was a good game to watch, honestly enough. Well, I um, would I, I would have. I wouldn't have known. I had to be at work at six in the morning on Monday, so I missed like the last half of it. At TJ Maxx, we can't and home goods. And home goods. Uh, Aaron Jones, sixteen attempts, sixty-nine yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Alan Lazard, office pull. I want to call him Lizard every single time I see his name. I've already done Six that. catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Robert Tanyan checked in with another touchdown. And Mercedes Lewis got the third touchdown. Aaron Rodgers out here throwing to janitors again. Um, Ty Summers led the way in tackles with nine after he had to come in midway through the first half, I believe, because Christian Kirksey got injured. Um, you got two sacks from Kingsley Kiki, which might be my new favorite name to say. And he also got an interception. No, a forced fumble. Forced fumble got a forced fumble from Zadarius Smith, as well as one from Oren Brooks. Ty Summers led the way on defense. Nine tackles. That's, yep. Uh, as far as for the one and two Saints, man, I love knowing the fact that we have the same record as those bums. <laughs> <laughs> You said I could trust you. I mean, you can with stats. I didn't say about stuff that wasn't on paper. Um, Drew Brees. Do- <laughs> Drew Brees, if you can see this man right now. Drew Brees, 29 of 36 for 288 and three touchdowns. Alvin Kamara. Drew Brees looked 
a lot better this week. Of course, the Packers' defense is bad. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara is a bad, bad dude. Six carries, 58 yards rushing, uh, 13 catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns. I guess when you don't run him and you just throw him the ball and it works. Um, and one of the plays of the year, by the way, on that screen. It was, but it was also some of the worst tackling I've ever seen. The worst defense I've ever seen. Um, oh, look who decided to actually show up this week. Emmanuel Sanders, 58 yards and a touchdown on four catches. This one, I'm not sorry for. Taysom Hill is a bum. I absolutely agree. And lost to fumble. That's all this says. <laughs> Taysom Hill is a bum, bum and lost to fumble. Lost fumble. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Malcolm Jenkins, nine tackles and a tackle for loss. Here's the thing. Saints are off to one and two. And their fans will still talk like the fact that they're three and out. Oh yeah, that's just a Saints thing. That's yeah. That's why they are probably they're not, they're not a good team. It's why they're probably with. And uh, this may get some controversial, but I really don't care when it comes to the Saints. Um, the one of the reason Drew Brees is looking so average right now it's because he doesn't have a five yard slant guy to throw to. Don't worry, he's practicing this week. They'll be back. Honestly, if they play him against the. Sorry, Adam. Sorry, Steph. If they play him against the damn Lions, they are stupid. So we have the hapless Jets, the hopeless Giants, and the damn Lions. Yep. What just happened? (laughs) I had notifications pop up, and I was like, huh? Oh. Um, Yeah, the the Lions... I wouldn't play him against the Lions, personally no. enough. I would leave it. But here's the thing. Drew Brees hasn't looked well this year. Even though he, he did look good Sunday night. That's all we're going to go to, because I could crap yeah, out the team all day. Say about that. Anyway, right. the Saints are in Detroit facing the Lions, and Green Bay is hosting the, EA, the Falcons, the semi-hapless Atlanta Falcons. Semi hapless. Alright. All right. Going gonna... to Monday Night Football? Nope. He's not here. I've given him all the time in the world. Good. We have a tie. I hate ties in professional sports. Me too. The Cincinnati Bengals were in Philadelphia. And as Ian said, we had a 23-23 to tie, and the Philadelphia Eagles got lucky that they tied. They did not deserve to win or tie this game. I'm just going to come out and say it, because I know Delby would if he's here. Carson Wentz has been a bottom four quarterback this year. He's been so bad. And yes, he's throwing to essentially me and Ian, but good God. Joe Burrow is proving he is the guy for the Bengals franchise. And honestly, I think it's time to give Jalen Hurts a few drives. I, If they come out and lose to the 49ers, which, spoiler alert, I think they will, you're going to definitely have to start looking at that as an option. Either that or like, you're just going to throw away. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't understand why it's going to hurt to throw him out for uh, two to three possessions and see how it goes. Hurt. See what you did there. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna. It wasn't intentional, because this is getting bad. 
Uh, I'll take the Eagles. Uh, Carson Wentz, he's been a bum. 29 of 47. Carson Wentz. Bum. <laughs> 29 of 47, 255, one touchdown, two awful interceptions. They were bad. More turnovers. Like, they were been an excusable, oh, he's trying to make a play interception. That's yeah, I don't, that, yeah, bad. That crap don't fly around here. Um, You got Miles Sanders, 18 carries, 95 yards. Wentz did add Looked six. good. Wentz good. did add 65 yards and a touchdown on nine carries. Whoop-de-doo. You get paid to throw the football. You're not a mobile quarterback. No, because you ruined your career when you thought you were a mobile quarterback. Yeah, you haven't been so, the same since. Exactly. Oh, my God, if those two were here. Oh, my God. We don't even want to think about that. Y'all, prepare yourselves for episode 21. That's all I got to say. Um... <laughs> On the receiving end, Greg Ward, I'll call that, right? Eight catches, 72 yards on the touchdown. Zach Ertz. You mean the quarterback, Greg Ward? <laughs> yeah. 70 catches. <laughs> 70, My Lord. Seven catches, 70 okay, yards. Okay, so that goes with Andy Isabella's 400 receiving yards. Yeah, seven okay. catches, 70 yards and a, for uh, Zach Ertz. Uh, they did have Eric Goddard, but he got hurt. He's going to be out for a while. Uh, they did sign Hakeem Butler off of my Panthers practice squads to play tight end. Uh, he just needs some more weight, but he'll be all right. Um, they were led in tackles by defensive back Darius Slay with seven. The Eagles did register seven sacks and nine tackles for loss on the yeah. Bengals. You're definitely paying Darius Slay like $18 million this season to lead your team in tackles. Yeah. I mean, I mean there's no sugarcoat in this, man. The Eagles have been awful. They've been bad, and it's like, they shouldn't be. I you see this 0-2-1 thing? No, they're 0-3. I don't count a tie as a win. No. Unless there is a number in that first column, it is not a win. They still haven't won anything. No, they've been terrible. I with a team that... No, 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 no. You want to know what the bad part, before we get to Cincinnati... This NFC East might be one of the worst divisions I've ever seen. The NFC least is at it again. The team with no name is in first place. Hail to the football team. Washington, 1-2. Giants, 0-3. Cowboys, 1-2. The Eagles, 0-2-1. Like, the NFC least, at it again, as Carl said. It's awful, it's terrible. Uh... I would be ashamed if my team was in the NFC East. It's just but, bad. On to the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you know who's not terrible, Ian? Joe freaking Burrow. Joe Essen Burrow. 31 for 44. Don't like seeing the kid throw the ball that many times, but if it's working, it's, let's let it rip, okay? Yeah, that's what happens uh, when Joe Mixon can't get anything going. yards, two touchdowns, had a QBR of 112.3. Joe Mixon making $14 million to average 2.9 yards a carry, but that's okay too, I guess. 49 yards on 17 carries. Tyler Boyd with a, with a coming out party for 10 catches, 125 yards. And you got the rookie out of Clemson, T. Higgins, with five catches, 40 yards, and two scores. Um, A.J. Green is kind of taking a back seat this season so far. 
with five catches, 36 yards in this game. And on defense, led by Carlos Dunlap, which is very weird that you have a defensive end get nine tackles, but none of them were for loss, I don't think. You were wrong. He had one. And then you got McKinney Alexander with eight tackles as well. Carl um, Lawson had, two. had uh, yeah. forced fumble, two sacks, uh, interception. Interception from LaShawn Sims and Logan Wilson. Next week, Cincinnati is hosting the Jaguars, and as we've talked about a bunch, the Eagles are on the road <laughs> against the 49ers. I'm trying to figure out how that Jaguars-Bengals game didn't end up on Thursday night. Because it's the Broncos and the Hapless Jets. God. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, lo- just- no, I'm literally going to get me and Carl's shirt that say the boys podcast and says, a.k.a. we hate the Hapless Jets on the back of them. All right, final game. I swear to God, if the Jets and the Giants play, we're not covering it. <laughs> Give me a second, I'll find out for you. I, I really don't think they do. Um, Let me see something. Like, how do you determine who's the away team? <laughs> it's just like going? how it's just like how where where we live, how K Spring and Hidden Valley determine the home and away teams when they play in the same stadium. Perfect. And then you've got the multi-million dollar complex that is Salem. Mm-hmm. I, 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 out of respect to Dolby and Buddha, I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Let's Sorry. see. <laughs> Bro, you know what I can't wait for? November 1st, Jets got to play the Chiefs. <laughs> Jets are in Kansas City on November 1st playing the Chiefs. Oh, my God. What just happened? What? What just happened? I lost you for about 30 seconds there. Uh, don't you. I swear to God, don't you do it. Good? Are we good? Yeah, we're good. I got you now. Okay. Um, I was going on, and these people probably were like, why is he laughing? Carl's not saying anything. The Jets are in Kansas City on November 1st. Oh, my God. That'd be the game they're going to win. <laughs> Carl, don't, don't. Don't do that. Don't be stupid. Don't be a TJ Maxx moron. <laughs> I'm King Moron. We all know. Uh, You're the furthest thing from that. Oh, my Lord. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, the fighting Patrick Mahomes is of Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, You want the Ravens or the Chiefs, Ian? I'll take Kansas City. All right, I'll take Baltimore. Look bad. Lamar Jackson was terrible. 97 passing yards and one touchdown. He added, he did add 83 yards on the ground, but that's a very pedestrian game for Lamar Jackson. Yep, he also fumbled. Yes, he had Mark Ingram with seven rushes for 30 yards. Gus Edwards, who's looked like the best running back in that backfield, which is ridiculous to say. Uh, J.K. Dobbins has become a receiving threat with four catches for 38 yards. When uh, your leading receiver has 38 yards, that's how you know it was a long night. Um, Lamar's lone touchdown went to blocking tight end Nick Boyle, 
Because office pool. Because uh, office pool, you know. And Chuck Clark led the way on defense with 10 tackles. You got a forced fumble from him as well. All right. They, they just don't. They, they look like they had no idea what they were doing. And this proves to me that the Kansas City Chiefs will forever be the favorite in the AFC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that Super Bowl pick I made at the beginning of the year? Yeah, I'm scrapping that. It's Kansas City-Seattle until proven otherwise. Uh, yeah. Um, Kansas City. Patty Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, thanks. 31-42, 385, and four touchdowns, including a ridiculous little shovel pass. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what is going on? Um, Clyde edwards Lair bounced back, 20 carries, 64 yards. Mahomes also added a rushing touchdown because, you know, Mahomes. You want to know what the ridiculous of this is? Six guys had over 60 yards receiving. Yeah. Six. Travis Kelsey, 87 yards, six catches. McCole Hardman, 81 yards and a touchdown. Tyree Kill, 77 yards and a touchdown. Clyde edwards Lair, 70 yards. Walking, 62. Anthony Sherman, touchdown. And a big man, Tutty! Big man, Tony. Eric Left Fisher, hand. who was a former number one overall pick that probably no one remembers. And Chris Jones added two sacks for that Chiefs defense, who was all over Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. They couldn't do anything. Um, shortly after this game, um, uh, what's his name? Patrick Mahomes taking a shot at the NFL Top 100 list. Yeah. Oh, and announced he's having a baby. Yeah, good for him. Congratulations, Patrick. He's getting married and having a baby. And the best player in football is going to make half a billion dollars. Yeah. Well, the best quarterback in football. Yes. The Ravens take on the Washington football team. That's going to be a massacre. And the Chiefs (laughs) are hosting the Cam Newton-led New England Patriots. Hey, that was the week three. Hold on, did that hurt your soul? What, say Cam Newton led Patriots? It always will hurt my soul. It always will hurt my soul. Um, Yeah, that was the week three reviews. Uh, It was a pretty good stack of games. And now we're going to get into me and Carl's week four predictions. Starting with, my God, help me. I have the Denver Broncos easily over the hapless New York Jets 20-9. to And And this would be more points if the Broncos were fully healthy. Ian, you're not going to believe this. Are you seriously about to pick the damn Jets? I am. I got the Jets winning 20-17. to 17. I just think the Jets' defense is going to end up being better than the Broncos' defense is. You know I haven't got a Thursday night football game right all year, so... Let's go. I'm just going to pretend that you didn't just say that, and we're going to move on. There's the... Uh, I feel like I've betrayed everything this podcast stands for. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens will bounce back and beat the football team 25-21. I got the Baltimore Ravens beating the football team 41-20. to Nice. Bucks go to 3-1, and one, defeating the L.A. Chargers 24-17. to uh, I've heard... Oh. I apparently can't read my own handwriting. I got the Bucks beating the Chargers 28-10. Seattle takes out Miami 42-17. Got Seattle over the Dolphins 30-14. And then we're going to head to Houston. And I got the Houston Texans beating the Minnesota Vikings 24-21. I've got Minnesota getting their first one of the year 27-24. 
And a prediction. Bill O'Brien gets fired if Houston loses this game. Oh, I could see. I definitely see that. There could be a, uh, definitely a couple of coach firings if Adam Gase. Gase. Yeah. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Uh, let's see. Where are we? I got New or- New Orleans beating Detroit thirty to twenty four. New Orleans beating Detroit thirty one twenty seven. Real close. Cowboys thirty four twenty four over the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cowboys 35-23. Wow. <laughs> okay, whatever. The, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals over the Jacksonville Jaguars, 28-10. to 10. I got the Bengals over the Jacksonville Jaguars, 13-10. to 10. Oh, <laughs> The most low, boring game of the weekend. Most scoring game. Oh, I have them. Hold on. Hello? Hold on. Answer the phone. Sorry, guys. Hold on. We'll wait till this. It's one of the disadvantages of being in this room. Hey, there we go. I have my Indianapolis Colts giving the Bears their first loss, twenty-seven to seventeen. Colts over the Bears, twenty-four to twenty. Arizona sends my Happy Panthers to one and three, thirty to twenty-one. I've got the Cardinals beating the Panthers 28-14. And then I have the Hopeless Giants losing to the Rams 31-7. 38-3 Rams. Oh my God. The Bills will go to 4-0, taking out the Las Vegas Raiders 28-14. I've got the Bills over the Raiders 27-20. And then I've got the Chiefs 38-28 over the New England Patriots. Chiefs over the Patriots, 31-30. We've got the Eagles dropping to 0-3-1. 2017 loss to the 49ers. I've got the 49ers over the Eagles, 20-10. And then I have the weekend being rounded out Monday night with Green Bay defeating the Falcons and Dan Quinn getting fired, 42-40. 38-17, Green Bay. And just to put on a little other one, just because we didn't really talk about it, and did you even do predictions for Pittsburgh and Tennessee? Uh, yeah. Uh, we have no idea when this game's going to happen. It might be a doubleheader Monday. It might be Tuesday night football, which is the weirdest thing I've ever said in my entire life. I got Pittsburgh winning 21-17. 35-31, Pitt. So those were the predictions. We haven't really been the brightest as of late, but, you know... That's how it goes around here. On to the other world of sports going on around here, because we actually do talk about other things from football from time to time around this place. What? I picked the Jets. Yep. We're going to roll with it. Okay, here we go. Anyway, congrats are in order out to the Tampa Bay Lightning as they win the Stanley Cup four games to two over the Dallas Stars. There's a bunch of former New York Rangers on that team, Ryan McDonough and a few others. Um, so, yeah, Tampa Bay are your 2020 Stanley Cup champions. Who knows when I they're going to be like playing hockey again? I feel like that was a very short series, too. I feel like that series went by really fast. It did because they played, like, quite literally every night. I think they, yeah, I think they played six out of, like, eight nights or something, seven yeah. or eight nights. Uh, like Tampa that. Bay, uh, really good playoff run. Uh, the most overtime games played in Stanley Cup playoff history, so they obviously deserved it. Andre Vasilevsky. Was great in net. Victor Hedman, their uh, all their uh, all pro defenseman, won the Conn Smythe for the uh, MVP of the playoffs. 
Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give our viewers a secret. I have no idea what you just said, but it sounds good to me too. Yep, I'm kind of the hockey guy of the podcast, so <laughs> I'm gonna get there. Damn it, I'm gonna get there. Yep. Um, just to go through a few things, the National Hockey League 2020 entry draft is October 6th, where my yeah. Rangers have the number one overall pick. So you'll love to see it. Um, the NHL free agency pool starts October 9th. Uh, God knows when they're going to be playing hockey again for the regular season, but, you know, we'll figure that out when we get there. Going on to the NBA tonight, the NBA final starts between the Western Conference champions, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Los Angeles Lakers, taking on the Eastern Conference champions, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and the Miami Heat. And if y'all didn't know, Ian is a Heat fan. And LB. Currently has Heat jersey on. No bias here. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jimmy Buckets. Um, I'm not going to be one of those sports fans that comes out and say my team's going to win just because they're in a championship series. Uh, I don't think we win this. I think the Lakers win it in six, but I do think it's highly competitive and there are some overtime games. Um, while I love Jimmy and I love Bam and I love our shooters, it's really going to be hard to beat a team with Anthony Davis, who's been the best big man we've seen since Shaquille O'Neal, and LeBron James, who in year 17 just put up a triple-double to close out a series in the Western Conference Finals. He's Buddha, I don't care what you say, man. He is the best player on the planet and will be the best player on the planet until he retires. And in my opinion, he's the second greatest to ever play the game behind Michael Jordan, just ahead of Kobe at three. I agree with everything you said, even your uh, series prediction. I got the Lakers in six. I do think y'all come out and still game one tonight, though. I would be hype as absolute hell if we somehow I I, de- I definitely tonight. think y'all come out and take this game tonight, and then LeBron's going to enter finals LeBron mode. Yeah, I know how he is. And here we go. <laughs> yeah. um, but as, as far as that goes, yeah, I have LeBron at two. Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, in that order. Yep. And LeBron's going to be the best player in the NBA until LeBron decides he doesn't want to play basketball anymore. Which he's 37. How old is he? Yeah, he's 37, I think. 30, yeah, something, 36, 37, it's something ridiculous. like that. It's it, ridiculous. It's insane. Well, that's what happens when the man spends, like, almost a billion dollars on his body every single offseason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, the baseball playoffs have started. Yep. The, uh... The... We have a team that has advanced from the wild card series, which are best two out of three. The first team to advance is the Houston Asterix. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Uh, uh, duh. <laughs> oh, God. The Houston Astros sweep the Minnesota Twins to advance. If y'all think Ian doesn't like the Saints, his hatred for the Astros is is deep. Um. Oh, also, the Minnesota Twins have lost 18 consecutive playoff games. Oh, Jordan. Oh. <laughs> oh, I forgot Jordan was a Twins fan. Oh, my heart. Jordan deserves so much better. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you root for the majority of the Minnesota sports teams. Yeah. Timberwolves uh, with the number one overall pick. Here we go. Yeah. Um, the Marlins beat the Cubs today, which, yeah, we all called that in the office pools, right? Uh, oh, the absolutely. Yankees look to close out the Cleveland Indians tonight. Um... The Atlanta Braves go up one nothing. That's Carl's team. My team. Chop on. Um, MB free. MB Freeman. I love it. 
I absolutely love it. Just to cover one more little thing because we haven't really talked about it, but college football is back. Virginia Tech opened up their season finally last with NC State. Do I have to talk about Saturday? <laughs> I'm just going to mention it for just a second. You don't got to worry about it. I ain't going to. We lost by 42. <laughs> to your probably most hated rival outside of Florida. Anyway. I'm mailing it in. I'm done for the year. Virgi- I'm done. <laughs> Virginia Tech beats NC State. Beat them pretty handedly, too. Yeah, y'all played really, really well. They played really well. UVA looked good, too. UVA, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, UVA looked good until Saturday night when they got to play Clemson. Yeah. Uh, Florida State got hammered by Miami, 52 to 10. There's no positives. Um, We scored. Not to, you know, obviously this joke is just kind of made in jokes. It's nothing to say anything about people that have had COVID or anything. I don't want to crazily offend anyone. But a Florida State fan literally came out on Twitter and said, can one of our players or somebody at the university fake COVID so we don't have to play Clemson? Can we just forfeit? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, Clemson will put up 70 on you. I was, mm. I'm, oh. oh, so bad. Hopefully, just give us two years. If we give Mike Norville that long, we'll be. I feel like we're going to be okay. But Willie Taggart might be the worst judgment of talent in the history of college football. As we both know. Oh, speaking of, the College Football Playoff Committee unanimously turned down a proposal to go to eight. I think they should have, but, you know, whatever. Four yeah. teams, I mean, we got the SEC right now. We got the ACC and the Big 12. Also, Texas and Texas Tech. Also, is Notre Dame going to play football this year? Which, if Notre Dame doesn't play football, then Clemson... They legitimately had, like, 18 cases of COVID the other day. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we still got the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are in the wings to get ready to play. Big Ten returns in a couple weeks. Pac-12 doesn't return until November 6th. Which is four weeks from now, something like that, five. Yeah. But we went through week three. We previewed week four. We talked about around the world in sports. Um, and we just went into college football. And we went off topic because, you know, that's what we do around here. No. We actually, okay, everybody that's listening, we actually put some effort into, like, keeping this on course. If we just sat here and just started talking randomly, we'd be here for, like, five hours a day. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Like, literally, when I was doing the notes for today, I literally sat right where I'm sitting from 11.30 a.m. to 1.35 p.m. today just doing these. And we get out our hottest takes before we even hit the play button, just because we know that things aren't going to go so well sometimes. No, and they're not. And uh, I guess this was 17. We're three away from 20, which is nuts. Episode 21 is going to be the bomb burner. Um, that is when we'll talk about the Eagles and the Cowboys' first matchup this year, and God help us all. Absolutely. Because y'all are, and by y'all, I mean the listeners and Carl, because he doesn't even really know to an extent what 
y'all's ears are going to witness. No. I have. It's, I'm, I'm ready. It, it, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be the greatest thing on the history of this podcast. Uh, it was just us again this week, but this is becoming a, a speaking of, there's Delby. <laughs> speaking of a theme. Um, anyway, that was episode 17 of the boys podcast. That was Carl. Yeah, see you guys. And Delby took a nap. This is Big E. We will see y'all next week for episode 18. Enjoy the crap show. That is going to be tomorrow night's football game. And Carl, I swear swear to God, if the Jets win this game, I don't want to even be here next week. I'm just kidding. That's good to dub. Oh, also, next week's podcast is going to be like not a... (laughs) Yeah. He's so late. (laughs) Yeah. But you got to do what you got to do. Anyway, guys, that was episode 17. That's Carl. This is Big E. We will see y'all next week. Enjoy the football this weekend. The boys out.